2: Wine. With Bill Bunkley taking a break from the host chair, we wanted a chance to highlight some of the terrific ministries that are part of the family here at Faith Talk. Faith Answers with Dr. Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota, airs Sundays at noon. We thought we'd share that program with you this afternoon.
3: The world is a confusing place. Bad people prosper as well as good. Bad things happen to good people. People of other faiths often seem more Christian than Christians. Are they going to heaven? Are you? Does God know you? Care about you? Hear your prayers? Is the Bible true? Why doesn't everyone believe in God? Welcome to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota, online at mycobc.com. And now... Here's Pastor Gary.
0: But
4: you
3: have come
4: to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the General Assembly and Church of the Firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, of the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things Than that of Abel. Welcome to Faith Answers. I'm Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota, Florida. And it's good to be with you today on our broadcast. We're going to be talking a a bit a bit today about the place called heaven. Now, when I open this broadcast with the reading from Hebrews chapter 13. We're talking about some future things, and matter of fact, we just left off with that a week ago when we talked about the New Jerusalem and, you know, the time is near and all of these things relating to future events of the Lord Jesus Christ coming back, and as we look at the General Assembly of Heaven. I love those verses of Scripture, and it's so important that we understand today about our future as where we're going to spend eternity. By the way, if you're saved, you will go to heaven. Uh, But if you're lost, my friend, the only other place to go is the abyss into Hades or hell in its future. So we want everybody to know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one can come unto the Father except through him. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, this is a time we're going to spend today talking about heaven, and I hope that you have an opportunity to just kind of listen in, or maybe if you have your Bible handy and get it together, and we'll, we'll talk about these things according to the scripture. I would like to, first of all, just share with you some things about what the Apostle Paul said when he talked about going up to the third heaven. Well, you say, wow, this is interesting because I didn't know there were three heavens. (laughs) Well, we're going to address all those issues today as we talk about this very, very important subject today. As I look into the scripture, and I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul spoke about when he had an experience of his vision of paradise. Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, I want to read you these words because it is beautiful here about what Paul describes. He said, it is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who uh, 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, whether out of the body I do not know, God knows such a one was caught up to the third heaven. I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. How he was caught up into paradise, and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast. Yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I would not be a fool. For I will speak the truth, but I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me, or to be, or to hear from me. Well, in essence, what Paul was saying was he was speaking of himself being caught up into the third heaven. When we talk about heaven in the Bible, there's a place that people go to when they die in the Lord that we refer to as heaven. Actually, we would look at this place today as being called paradise. Heaven's future involves what I read out of Hebrews chapter 13 with the new heavens, the new Jerusalem, and all of that is going to be the eternal heaven that we will spend forever and ever with the Lord. But when we look at this place called paradise, this is very interesting today. I want to explain to you about to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord is what we would many of us refer to as heaven. As a matter of fact, about 550 times in the Bible, uh, the word heaven or the place of heaven is mentioned. The Hebrew word uh, for heaven translates itself out to be what is called the heights, that's why we, we look up when we say in heaven, the heights. Heaven is a place. And those three heavens, by the way, the third heaven that are, that's described uh, are in the Bible. If we were to go to the scriptures, we would read that there is an atmospheric heaven. It is where the, the birds and the, you know, all the things that we see in the clouds and so on dwell. We would know that as our atmosphere. Many describe that as the heavens, the firmament and so on. Uh, Then we find the planetary heaven, and, of course, we find that in Genesis uh, where the sun, moon, and stars exist and so on, and that is another part of the firmament of God, the word firmament referring to heavens, but that's told to us that it is a planetary place, you know, where the planets are, and so we have the atmosphere, we have the planetary, but then we have what is called God's heaven or the Father's house, and, of course, the future of that being the new Jerusalem, which descends out of that heaven. And so we find that even in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, where Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The place where God the Father dwells, his holy angels And, by the way, I believe today the believers in Jesus Christ go when they leave this body. Now, where Jesus is, that's where we are. And what's interesting about the term paradise is mentioned by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We could find that word mentioned um, when he's on the cross, where the two thieves are dying next to him for their crimes. And then uh, Jesus tells the one thief that says, you know, Lord, remember me. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus mentioned paradise from the cross. Paul the apostle was caught up into paradise. Matter of fact, in that 2 Corinthians 12, verse 4, talks about paradise. And then, of course, we have God uh, in paradise in Revelation chapter 2. So when we look at the word paradise, what is it? What, what is it, a place that we see that we dwell? Well, I want to take your attention back to something here in the Bible that tells us about paradise. Matter of fact, Luke chapter 16 talks about a story of the rich man and Lazarus. And many of you may know this. And this is a very important story when it comes to talking about heaven and paradise. In Luke chapter 16, verse 19, the Bible tells us there was a certain man, rich man clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died. He was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. By the way, this is in paradise, and it'll tell us that. The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torments, he was in Hades. And he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, you remember that in your lifetime you received the good things and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides this, all this between us is a, a great gulf fixed so that there there are those who want to pass from here to there cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. And then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. And Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father, Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one who rose from the dead. Oh, how interesting this story is. But there were two places. One was paradise, one was Hades. Now, when Jesus died and he descended into the the grave or Sheol, he went into paradise and released those people or took them with him from paradise. At the ascension, Jesus Christ took the occupants of paradise with him into the third heaven. And so when we look at the location of paradise, now it is with the Lord Jesus Christ and where Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Now before the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Paradise was in the lower parts of the earth. Ephesians 4 tells us this and describes it all out, but it was separated by a great gulf. Paradise on one side, Hades on the other side, the place of the saved being paradise, the place of the lost being in Hades, which many people refer to as hell. Now, hell is future. It is the lake of fire, but Hades has been often referred to as hell. And so as we look at this, we talk about the place called heaven, and it's so important for us to understand this in our context today, because as we talk about heaven, we want to talk about who is there and who is existing in heaven today. Well, we know the Lord Jesus Christ is there. We know that uh, uh, that uh, the body of Christ is with Jesus, and that's the church. That's the born-again Christians, and I believe those who have been saved by grace through faith, and you know what? I think as we look at this place called Paradise, we can also remember that's the place of Abraham's bosom. So everybody that's been saved since Adam, Adam and Eve were saved in the Garden of Eden, all the way up to the place we are now with the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now what separates that is the fact that when the rapture happens, only the bride of Christ at the rapture will be resurrected on that day at the rapture, the rest of those in paradise will be resurrected at the end of the tribulation. We have talked about this. We went through the entire book of the revelation. We've described all these things. The thing that we want to remember is this only the redeemed by the blood of the lamb can go to heaven. You cannot get there by works. You cannot get there by being religious. You can't get there by just thinking you're good enough. All of that. You cannot, only Jesus Christ. And what the Old Testament people did was they looked forward to the cross. They were saved on account. That's why when Jesus went to paradise, he said, your account has been paid. They were saved. They've been taken out of there now through the blood of the lamb, which washes away sin forever and ever. So our appearance in heaven, I mean, this is a dwelling place for us. Uh, when we're absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. Will we be recognized in heaven? Big question. And I believe we will, dear friend. Uh, heaven's sounding sweeter all the time because that's a place where I believe we will know each other in a perfect state, in a perfect place, in a perfect body one day. And so all of this comes down to Uh, what we will enjoy in heaven. And I'm looking forward to heaven more every day now because this life is passing by quickly and only one life soon passes and then only what's done for Christ here will last. But to know him is to know that you're gonna spend eternity with him in heaven. Now, where is all of this? And I'm gonna ask that question in just a little bit. We're gonna discuss the place of heaven and the activities of heaven. What's going on in heaven right now? What are people doing up there? You know, we get these pictures sometimes of people sitting on clouds with harps and, you know, bouncing around here and there and everywhere. But I think heaven is a very busy place. I think it's busy not to get tired, but it's a busy place of music and singing and worship and praise. And I also believe heaven is a place of fellowship and rejoicing. Now, someone asked me a question not too long ago about, do people up in heaven know what's going on down here on earth? And I believe they do. I think there's an answer to this in Luke 15, verse number 10, where it says, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels over one sinner who repents. Now, and every time someone gets saved, I know people have said, well, the angels rejoice. Well, it says, those who are in the presence of the angels rejoice. And that can only be the saved who have gone up there to be with the Lord. Now, as I look at this today, I'm excited to hear about singing and music because I love music and singing. But um, it's a place of that sweet fellowship with Jesus Christ and rejoicing with the loved ones who have been saved and have gone on before. I believe that there's things that we will do in heaven. I think it's a place of service and worship. I also believe that we will know all things when we get there. You know, I've I've heard people say, boy, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Jesus about this, or I'm going to ask the Apostle Paul about that, or I'm going to go up to Abraham and ask him things. You know what? You won't have to wait. Once you get to heaven, you'll know it when you get there. The Bible says we see through a glass dimly now, and then face to face, we're going to know these things. We're going to know all these answers. And, you know, as we talk on our program here today, these are questions now that we have here on earth that we can find in the Word of God. God has given us the answers. And as our always our uh, motto here and our slogan that we talk about, you have questions, God has answers. That's why Faith Answers exists here for you, my dear friend, to call and text and write us and say, hey. What about this or what about that? We'll try to help you, according to the Word of God, find that answer. But when you get to heaven one day, you won't have to text (laughs) because you'll know it all when you get there. Oh, what joy we will have when we get to heaven. Now, what I'm going to do at this point of our broadcast is we're going to kind of take a little shift here and tell you about what's going on and what's happening at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota, Florida. Because this is a place where I believe God is doing marvelous things amongst his people. And we want you to be a part of that. And by the way, before we get to our announcements, I want to say thank you to folks who come by and visit with us. This past Sunday, we had a wonderful couple here who listens to the broadcast, come by and visit with us. And we had such a wonderful fellowship and worship with the Lord together. So we want to invite you to come. All of that information, Lindy's going to share with you and what's happening, what's going on all those things at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church. So, Lindy, I'm going to turn it over to you right now and share with our listeners what's going on at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church.
5: Thank you, Pastor. Yes, first, why don't you just grab yourself a pen and a little piece of paper. You may want to jot some of this down. Uh, Let me start with our weekly schedule, starting on Sunday mornings. Uh, we have Sunday school classes for every age group. We also have an infant care for you if you want, if you have little babies. That's at 9.30 in the morning, so come for Sunday school. At 10.30 is our adult worship service. Also, Children's Church at the same time, 10.30. Now, Monday night, we have a very special Bible study series taught by our own Archie Nelson, fabulous teacher of technology and the Bible. That's 6 o'clock on Monday night. Now, Wednesday evenings, we have several events. First is our rehearsal for our handbell choir at 5 o'clock. You know, if you want to come at 5 o'clock, you're welcome to join our handbell choir. At 6 o'clock is our prayer meeting Bible study with our own Pastor Gary. Again, prayer meeting and Bible study, Pastor Gary, 6 o'clock. Still on Wednesday evenings, Kids Connection. That's grades kindergarten through fifth grade at 6.15 p.m. One more event on Wednesday evenings is our rehearsal for our celebration vocal choir that's seven thirty in the evening and if you like to sing, oh, come sing with our wonderful choir. Seven thirty on Wednesday is our rehearsal Now let's go to Thursday evenings. Hey, we have a wonderful event for adults. We've got Thursday night adult basketball that's from six o'clock to eight o'clock p m in the gymnasium. Please come and bring your friends Now, where are we located? You can find us on Bee Ridge Road in Sarasota. The address is 6901 B Ridge Road. That's about a mile east of I 75 at the Bee Ridge exit. Our phone number to the church is 941 377 2737. Again, 941 377 2737. Website our website is mycobc.com. MyCOPC.com. Please check out our website for information about special events throughout the entire year. Now, Faith Answers Radio is an outreach of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church. And just like Pastor said, why are we here? Because you have questions. God has answers. Hey, if you happen to be looking for a solid Bible-believing church in the Sarasota area, please, we invite you to worship with us tomorrow morning. That's 1030. You know, Pastor Gary's exposition of God's Word is always direct from the Bible. He never, ever compromises the entire counsel of God, which is very, very important, my friend. Not every church will stick to those standards. Please come and experience the warmth of our loving church family. And hey, when you come, let us know who you are and that you're here and that you heard us on the radio. Okay? We love to meet our listeners. Now, our very special event coming up. We've been talking about this for the last several weeks. We were going to have our baptism at the beach, but as you may know, we've had a terrible red tide Um, plague if you will so our baptism will be tomorrow night august 26th but not at the beach it's going to be in our church colonial oaks baptist church on bee ridge road tomorrow night august 26th at 6 p.m if you have questions or if you want to be baptized call the church office right away 941-377-2737 now if you just tuned in you're listening to Faith Answers Radio online at Let's dot com from the Salem Media Group, Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. And the reason we're here is you have questions, God has answers. You know, tune in and listen to Faith Answers on Saturdays at 12 noon and on Sundays at 11 o'clock in the morning. All right, now. If you have personal questions or prayer needs, oh, please contact us at the radio studio directly. You can reach us or you can text us at 941 952 8797. Again, that's 941 952 8797. If you wish to email, you can email Pastor Gary, C O B C, at Comcast.net. Again, that's. Pastor Gary, C-O-B-C, at Comcast.net. You know, we love to pray for you. We love also to, to speak with you and answer your questions. And if you have prayer requests, our entire church prayer team also prays for you. You'll be well covered with prayer. Nine four one nine five two eighty seven ninety seven. Now, radio friend, can you? We just take a quiet moment and examine a matter so serious. You know, it's a matter about life or death. Come, let us reason this out together, okay? Well, the Bible tells us that when the wrath of God is unleashed upon the earth, if you are without Christ at that time, you're going to perish unto eternal damnation. Jesus is the only way out of that, and it's going to happen. Can we talk then about heaven for a moment? Our topic for the day. Will you be in heaven one day? You know, there's only one requisite. You must be saved from sin. Only sinners can get saved. Now, sin is turning away from God and going your own way. If you're not a sinner, you can't get to heaven. Do you think that you are righteous in God's eyes? Oh, don't be fooled. The Bible declares there's none righteous. No, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And what is the cost of sin? It's death and it's eternal damnation. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Salvation, then, is a free gift for the condemned sinner. Oh, please don't think that you can be good enough to qualify. The Bible declares it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And you know... This, not even from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Dear listener, know this. God loves you, but he's angry and will not allow you to live with him if you've not believed in him. You know, the good news is that God demonstrated his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that's why he sent Jesus to the cross, to reconcile you to himself, because why? He loves you and wants you to be with him. He says in Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. O friend, do you want to trust Jesus as your Savior? Don't wait until it's too late. Stay tuned, please. At the end of the next half hour, Pastor Gary will explain to you how you can be forgiven of sin and be saved unto everlasting life before it's too late. Back to you, Pastor.
4: Oh, thank you, Lindy. And we don't want you to go away, dear friend, because we're going to cover that issue in our next half. Now, we're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour for news and announcements. I want to give you a Bible question of the week. Where is heaven? Oh, we're going to talk about that when you come back. So, friend, don't go away. We'll be right back.
3: You're listening to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota. To learn more, call 941-377-2737. We'll be back with more Faith Answers in a moment on Faith Talk 570 and 910. So
6: let the praises because he is
7: everything.
0: balance of nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule.
5: My husband's blood pressure has dropped 30 points. I've lost eight pounds. He's lost about 20 pounds. His arthritis is gone. You guys have given me back my husband. I'd come home from work, and if he beat me home from work, he would be laying in the recliner, and I would feed him supper in his recliner and would be like really boring, pathetic, old people watching TV while we ate dinner and then then go to bed exhausted and wake up tired. I came home from work last night, and he was mowing the lawn. It was just, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so amazing.
0: <laughs> when you call, use discount code now. And we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800 That's one 800 Or go online to
1: balanceofnature.com. And use discount code now. Faith Talk 570. WTBN. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group.
6: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. South Carolina officials say more than 400,000 people have evacuated the state's coastal areas. More than 4,000 people are being housed in shelters as Hurricane Florence approaches. State Transportation Department Secretary Christy Hall says an estimated 421,000 residents have left the coast. Florence has already begun to batter the Carolina coast and is not going away anytime soon. Outer bands for the storm are now lashing land at least a full day before the National Hurricane Center expects the storm's eye to blow ashore around the North Carolina-South Carolina border most likely. President Trump at the White House says he's keeping one eye on the storm. In New York today, more than 3,000 low-level marijuana cases were thrown out of court in a single session that came at the request of Manhattan's top prosecutor. The district attorney, Cyrus Vance Jr., successfully asking a court to scrap more than 3,000 warrants. This is SRN News.
2: If you've just joined us, you're listening to Faith Talk 570 fm 102one as we feature some of the ministries that make up the Faith Talk family. Sundays at noon, it's Pastor Gary Roy with Faith Answers. Let's continue the program now.
3: Welcome back to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy on Faith Talk 570 and 910, online at letstalkfaith.com. Here's your host, Pastor Gary Roy.
4: Where is heaven? Many people have asked that question. Is it two trillion light years away from here? Is it right next door? Oh, dear friend, we're going to address that issue in this second half of our broadcast today, and so glad you tuned in. This is Faith Answers, and I'm Pastor Gary Roy, along with my co-host, Lindy Rosenbaum from Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota, and it's a delight to share these wonderful truths with you today from God's Word. Where is heaven? Oh, this is a great discussion. I want to begin by saying, first of all, that we could probably not measure a distance to heaven. Uh, people think, well, it must be on, be beyond the galaxies and beyond Pluto and Mars and all those places. And, well, friend, I don't think we have a, a measuring stick to say where heaven is. We do know that it is the dwelling place of God. We know that it is uh, where Jesus has taken paradise with him. And we know there are occupants of heaven who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, the Old Testament saints. But right now we could say, man, it could be right next to us. And how do we determine that? Well, I want to share with you a scripture verse here as we begin our study in our second half here today. And of course, you know, if you have questions, God has answers. You can always text us at 941-952-8797. Does heaven really exist? The answer is yes, it does. And we have proof of that. God has given that to us in His Word. Well, in Matthew chapter 17, I want to read some uh, words to you here about an experience that uh, Peter, James, and John had with Jesus, Elijah, and Moses. Now, this is really interesting. The Bible tells us in Matthew 17, verse 1, Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led him up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. Now, this is what Peter, James, and John were witnessing on the Mount of Transfiguration outside of Jerusalem. And the Bible tells us that uh, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him, Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. Of course, Jesus tells them, rise up, don't be afraid. And uh, all of this is going on. Now, what we see here is Moses and Elijah. Guess where they're at? They're in paradise, what we call heaven. Now, this is before the crucifixion and resurrection this is before everything comes about but he appeared those two men appear with jesus on the mount of transfiguration which i believe at that point was the dimension of paradise now i used a big word there called dimension it's a place where flesh and blood cannot enter only our spirit can enter that because we realize that when we're absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. But you notice Moses and Elijah are recognizable, and they knew who they were. So all of this is coming down to a place of where is heaven. Heaven, my friend, I believe, is as close as stepping into the next dimension of what we call paradise. And when we look at this, we could, we, we don't need to put... Uh, you know, mileage on it. We don't need to put light years on it. We don't need to do any any of that because I really believe that to be absent from the body in death, when we leave this body, we are instantaneously present with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's based upon what we find in Second Corinthians chapter 5, and we can talk about that as well. I, I will in just a moment. But, Lindy, this is great information. And, you know, sometimes people think, Oh, my loved ones are so far away in heaven. When in essence, as we read scripture, could be just as close as right here with us in that dimension of time. And of course, with heaven there is no time. This is oh. this is all beautiful stuff here today. Then <laughs> we're talking about heaven and what's happening there, right?
5: This is so exciting, Pastor. Um I'm learning things I never saw before, and and I'm so glad you told us about the transfiguration here. Of course, I knew about it, but I never saw it in relation to heaven or paradise, which I still have to get all that clear. But here's what I wanted to say. You and I were talking about this during the break, and it opened up my my spiritual eyes, I guess, to see something, this dimension thing, right? right? Instead of being light years away, some physically distant place, No, this dimension is kind of like if I could step into a mirror and keep going. The mirror is two-dimensional, but like if somehow God were to enable me to just step right in it and through it, I'd be in a whole different dimension. Of course, I can't imagine doing that, but God can. And in the transfiguration, here these guys are Peter, James, and John, right? These three. Right. And they're on where? They're on the earth. Exactly. They're on the ground, on the dirt, sitting there, standing, whatever. And there, heaven was opened. The Lord opened up this place, this extra dimension, and let these mortal people see with their own eyes into this place. Wow. And and when we were talking, we also mentioned a few other things. You brought up John or Paul saying he'd been uh, taken up to the third heaven. Same deal. Exactly. Now I can see it. I couldn't see it before. What does that mean? I've always pictured Paul being physically lifted up out of here. Or no, God opened up something to him and brought him into He let him step through the mirror or something. And there were two other ones. Yes. that hit me like a ton of bricks when you did that. I'm so grateful we had that talk. That... In Revelation, what is that all about? Here's John, this old man on the island of Patmos, right? And he's just this physically old man. Now, he's saved, so he's got his spiritual life. But he's sitting on a rock, probably, with his wrinkled skin. And suddenly, God opens heaven to him and gives him this, this dimension that he walks into that he can see with his own physical eyes. That's right. And that's how God revealed all these visions to him. And I want one more real quick, very quick. The book of Ezekiel. He starts right out. And this is a prophet in the Old Testament. Ezekiel says, I was 30 years old. The heavens were suddenly opened to me and I saw visions from God. Well, Pastor... I never really knew what that meant before, and now I can see it. Thank you.
4: Now, isn't that beautiful? And, so and, exciting. You know, you listeners today, this this is such exciting stuff here because there's not such a separation as we think it is in the, in the, in the line of the fact that we'd say, okay, well, it's 20 trillion light years away. We've got to you know, take this journey to heaven. Well, what's interesting here also is I find that many times we confuse the the New Jerusalem with the existence of things now. Listen, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, and that is a that is set down in the Scriptures. But when we studied in Revelation about the New Jerusalem, that's a future event. That's that's coming down out of heaven with uh, what we see that heavenly city. And what I love about this is. Because people say, well, if that's, if the, for instance, if the rapture is a future thing and the, you know, we all raise up in the resurrection uh, of the rapture, then what happens to us now? Do we just sleep in the ground until that happens? The answer is no, you don't just sleep in the ground because that's the place where the body goes back to. But I want to read something to you and hold that thought because I know we got something really good coming up here. But listen to this because it says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, uh, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. Indeed, if we've been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we we who are in this tent now groan, being burdened, not because of being unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. And here it is. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Oh, I missed this one. He says, "For so we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. And then he says, we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. That is stepping into that dimension out of this body. When a person dies, they leave this body, yep. but instantaneously are present with the Lord. Oh, so
5: beautiful. And we, and we know this because he's shown it to us in other ways. We were just talking about. That's Father right. Trent. That's right. This is so exciting. I want to do this, Pastor. I want to ask you if I have this right, because I I think I do, but I might not. And maybe it'll help somebody else, too, that might have the same question. I'm just trying to get a picture here. You know, we've got paradise where... Okay, I'll just say it the way I made a few notes so that I kind of I tried to draw a picture actually. So from now right now since Jesus hasn't come back yet, people are dying and some of them are in Christ and some of them are not. So those who die in Christ go immediately to paradise without their body. Right. Those who remain on the earth until Christ comes to get us at the rapture at that time, we're all caught up, but first the dead, right out of paradise, whoosh, go up, and we who are still living on this earth meet them in the air, and all of us receive, on the way up there to heaven, our what we call a glorified body where there's no blood in it. It's the same kind of body Jesus had exactly. when he came back down. This flesh and, and bone. And where like gravity doesn't apply to us the the laws of physics we we overcome that doesn't matter, whole new type of body, and okay, so there we are, we're now in heaven, Jesus and us are in heaven with God the Father and his holy angels. Am I right so far?
4: Yeah, exactly that's
5: true. okay, so now that we went from either being dead or alive on earth and then getting caught up at the rapture, now we're in heaven. God the Father and the Holy Angels. So now we're there. Now, this is where it gets tricky. See if I got this right. I think I might be confused. So there we are in heaven. And then, at that time, that's when the tribulation comes. And then comes the millennium. And then the new Jerusalem. Correct. Did I get that right?
4: Correct. And then forevermore. That's exactly right. That timeline is very biblical because... As you described it, you know, we have the rapture of the church, and we have the tribulation, and then we come back in the millennium with Jesus Christ for a 1,000 years on this present earth. Only at the end of that to have the great white throne judgment, then the earth is dissolved and, and destroyed and remade, recreated, the earth and the heavens. That's when the new Jerusalem comes down out of heaven. Now, we, honestly speaking, that's heaven. Where we go right yeah, now yeah. is paradise yeah I mean you can call it heaven all day long doesn't bother me, I call it heaven but well
5: do we go to heaven um, uh, at the rapture where God the Father and his holy angels are
4: we are actually in a process of the that paradise is is transferring into heaven yes okay, so what we have now and here's the interesting thing because I want to bring this up uh, this is so important and what you've described is so very important to understand um someone made the comment one time uh, uh who's in hell right now okay well if you're looking at it in a biblical sense the lake of fire is unoccupied at the moment but Hades, which many refer to as hell, it's actually Hades, is the place of the lost dead.
5: Kind of the equivalent of paradise on the good side.
4: Absolutely. That's okay. the that's rich and man paradise. and Lazarus story I shared last, last yeah. in our last uh, portion here, is that there was paradise, there was Hades, and a great gulf fixed between the two. Now, where the rich man is, he's still in Hades. Where Lazarus was the beggar, Jesus went down and took paradise with him, so they are with Jesus at the throne of God. We could call that heaven. Now, here's the interesting part. We're talking about stepping into another dimension, if you please. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50 says, Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. "'Behold, I tell you a mystery. "'We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed "'in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye "'at the last trump, for the trumpet will sound, "'and the dead will be raised incorruptible, "'and we shall be changed, "'for this corruptible must put on incorruption, "'and this mortal must put on immortality. "'So when this corruptible has put on incorruption "'and this mortal put on immortality, "'then shall be brought to pass the saying "'that is written, "'Death is swallowed up in victory.'" O oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thus uh, saith the, the Lord. Lord. Amen. <laughs> That's
5: so great. I can't tell you how much my the, the eyes of my mind, or however you say that, are open since you made that... Uh, analogy with the transfiguration and yes. i just want to say as, as i'm listening to you read and and these whole concepts it's like this is so hard for the human being to believe true think about it and, and i've been a believer for years and i've studied the bible i mean not that i'm anywhere but i'm still moving right um and i never could have this reconciled in my mind i would see it and like so many people it's like well where is it is it how many how far away is it can i see it with my eyes it must be so far. Right, it right. was confusing and I never spent a lot of time trying to understand it because it was too hard for me. And when we were given the opportunity to read the report, we're literally reading. It's like a news report of True. eyewitnesses. True. On the, the the transfiguration. Here these guys are, and this is what they saw. And this is the only way they could have seen it. This is amazing. And you opened this up for my eyes today, and now I see everything differently. As you're reading that I am getting it in ways I never did before and I hope our bel- our believers <laughs> our listeners are also having their minds opened up and the eyes of their minds opened up um to yes. be able to see these things yes. and if not give give us a call ask questions not that I'll answer them the pastor will 9419528797 love to hear from you
4: friend Oh absolutely. Oh and this is such an exciting subject today because friends I I think about this a lot, that I know this life carries with it a lot of difficulty, a lot of troubles, a lot of tribulations and hurt and pain and so on. And as we studied in Revelation, we're going to be in a place one day where there's no more crying, no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. Thank God for our future. But if you're a child of God, you are as sure for heaven right now as if you are already there. Yeah. Uh, God knows these things. God's got it already planned out. He He's... Listen, when you prayed and said, Jesus, I am yours, I confess you as my Savior, you became an occupant of heaven. And even though I'm not there right now, I am in God's eyes. And I am in God's economy. I am already there. Now, um, let me just read something to you because this this is interesting. Um, people wonder sometimes, what in the world are we going to do in heaven? <laughs> okay. Now, I told you about we're going to be singing. I think that's a. I think that's a big part of it. Um, and, and I think when we talk about this in Revelation chapter 15, we go back in our study there. Uh, it's talking about singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O oh, King of the Saints. Uh, who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you are alone, are holy. We're going to be seeing, sing, holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, uh, a place of singing, a place of worship, songs that just glorify the God, God and fill our hearts with peace. And I think this is important. There's a song only the redeemed can sing and the angels cannot sing, and that song is Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now i am found, was blind, but now I see. Heaven's a place of fellowship. We we'll, uh, you know what the 1st Thessalonians 4:17 says, "We who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, who those who have gone before, and we're going to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord, fellowship with him, fellowship with Jesus." Jesus said, "I'm going to a place and where I am there you will be also." And I'm telling you, there's so much that we could talk about here today on this issue of heaven.
8: Oh,
5: Oh, (laughs) so much. In fact, there are two uh, perspectives I would like to just talk briefly about here. Um, One, you were just talking about how if you're saved, if you accept Jesus. Am I all right with this microphone? I'm trying not to pull it off the wall. Okay. Um, That if you're saved, you're already a citizen of heaven. And I'm thinking, and you were you were making reference to the absolute reality that in this world, man, there are troubles, there's sadness, there's heartbreak, there's accidents, there's death. It's just filled with very, very difficult, painful, and overwhelming things. Thank goodness we have some good things too. But yes. with all this heartache and pain, the, just a little picture I, I had. For those of us who are citizens of heaven, we're still on this, you know, trotting through this sin-sick world on this earth where gravity pulls us down, cars and trucks run into people. Just things happen. It's hard. Well, think of it as your, your last year in high school. Graduation's coming, but meanwhile... You know horrible things happen in your family you have accidents your 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 teacher- you got a teacher who makes your life miserable you failed your well, you didn't fail because you're gonna graduate <laughs> but in very very difficult years maybe the most difficult year of your life you don't know how you're gonna make it through and then whenever it feels so absolutely impossible, you remember that on graduation day you have a f- a world tour a five star resort, uh, trip around the world already paid for, for you. You've got a career waiting for you. You have, I mean, I, I could make up all kinds of wonder, amazing things that I can't even think of them right now off the top of my head, but just the most amazing things you can think of. That's what's outside of moments after graduation. Mm. You, when you can remember what's up ahead, you can make it through you gotta make it through a step at a time, but you can make it because you fix your eyes on what's ahead, and that's yes. just in the worldly realm. Yes. Imagine it's gonna be heaven. We it doesn't mean we don't hurt and cry and are sad. We we get through. God gave us the ability to to feel and 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 heal through emotions it's part of part of walking in this world but anyway oh, i think you get my point
4: that is so good that is so good and, Just an, and, a perspective oh, oh, what a beautiful perspective here lindy and and for our listeners today you know um at this point of the broadcast we're coming down to the oh, end no. of our second half <laughs> so much we can talk about heaven and we'll do more of that later on but okay. but as you're listening today i want to i want to pose a question to you are you going to heaven Do you know how to get there? There was a man named Thomas who said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Well, Jesus gave the great answer. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. Oh, have have you trusted him? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ today? You can if you've never done this before or you've thought about it and said, man, I, I really need to commit. Well, today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Oh, my friend, if you don't know for sure that you're saved, would you pray this simple prayer right now? Oh, God, I know that I am a sinner and I believe that Jesus died for my sin on the cross and that he was buried and rose from the dead three days later. Lord, I confess you as my Savior today. Come into my heart. Save my soul. Oh, Lord, be in there, and I trust in you all the way. Thank you for saving me. If that's your prayer today, we want to hear from you. You can text us at 941-952-8797. If you're a believer in Christ and you have a prayer need or you'd just like to contact us, would you do that at 941-952-8797? Well, listen, that's all we have time for this week on Faith Answers. We want to encourage you to tune in each and every Saturday at twelve noon and Sunday at eleven AM to Faith Answers. And this is Let's com. You can go there and receive the broadcast. But I want to give you a homework assignment for next week because we're going to start delving into the book of John. Who is the word? Well, we're going to talk about that in our studies in the book of John starting next week. So don't forget to tune in, invite a listener with you, sit down and listen to Faith Answers. And on behalf of Lindy Rosenbaum and myself, we want to
1: wish you a very blessed and wonderful day. You've been listening to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Faith Answers is a listener-supported program. Your generous gifts are needed to help meet the goals of providing solid, Bible-based teaching that will strengthen the walk of those already following Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, draw others into a saving relationship with Him. You can help support the Faith Answers Radio Ministry by visiting mycobc.com. That's mycobc.com. Or mailing your gift to Faith Answers CO Colonial Oaks Baptist Church. 6901 B Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida 34241 You can call Pastor Gary Roy at 941-377-2737 Your support is a true blessing to Pastor Gary Roy and the Faith Answers Radio Ministry For most of us, it's
9: hard to even look at We've all seen images of a hungry child She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless There's a name for this. It's Severe Acute Malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. 888-884-4836 888-884-4836 That's 888-884-4836 Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org That's
1: SaveChildrenToday.org Saturday afternoons at 4 It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs
10: Somehow we feel with all of our foolishness that we're okay Get to somebody you know, a close friend. Get to you, maybe your best friend and say, listen, be a best friend to me. Tell me something. Is there anything in my life that you see that would be distracting from the work from God?
1: Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs, Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park, online at Let's letstalkfaith.com, a service
11: of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Hurricane Florence is now affecting the Carolinas and Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. Police Chief Daniel House says anyone who decides to ride out the storm needs to understand they're on their own until the danger is passed.
3: Once the winds get up to about 50 miles per hour, that's when we start pulling folks to at least shelter down until the storm is over. Um, but we will be readily available to move out as soon as we have, you know, once the, the storm subsides.
11: House was asked if there was any place in Wrightsville Beach that was safe. Based on the amount of
3: water, the surge that's going to come in, I mean, the higher the better at that point. Um, but uh, there's really going to be nowhere for anybody to go. So and it, we are going to be very, very, very limited in responding. So, again, if you're on the beach, the time to go is now.
11: On Wall Street, the up by 147 points, the NASDAQ rose 58, the S&P advanced 15. This is SRN News
7: To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013, 800-444-2013. For most of us,
9: it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to save the children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. 888 884 4836. 888 884 4836. That's 888 884 4836 or give online at savechildrentoday.org. That's savechildrentoday.org.
1: This hour is brought to you by EDI Travel.
2: Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl. Today we're featuring some of the ministries that make a big impact here in the Tampa Bay community and are a vital part of the family here at Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Dr. Jomo Cousins is the pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview and the host of Fresh Wind Radio, airing Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. here on Faith Talk. You can also listen online at letstalkfaith.com.
10: It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio.
12: So what happens in life, we get frustrated when God breaks us down, when God has to break a relationship, when God has to break up a job, but God says, I can't build on a cracked foundation. See, what happens is in this faith walk, sometimes God says, you feel like God is taking stuff away, but what God is saying is, I can't build on that. So it makes no sense me putting more energy in it because your foundation is
10: cracked. And when your foundation's cracked, you jack.
12: Uh, today, I'm delving into part eight, part eight of How to Hear God. If you know me, I don't like long series, but for some reason, God told me to stay here, and I'm going to be obedient to the voice. And uh, so this is chat, part eight of uh, How to Hear God, and this is how you hear God through visions. Everyone say visions, and uh, we're going to start off with movie time. Everyone say movie time. I know y'all love movie time, and we're going to start off with movie time. And uh, this is a very popular movie. And uh, if you go back and look at it again, for all three parts, you'll realize how much of the Bible was in it. Okay? You can roll the tape now. Now, if you go back and watch it again, Neo is called The One. And they kept asking, are you... The one. As they ask Jesus, are you the one? Then he says, the truth. John 14 and 6 says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Then he says, there's a choice you have to make. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Some of y'all never watched the movie right now. Y'all can go back and watch the movie all over again. The lady was called what? Trinity. There's so many clues up in this thing. If you, if you ain't paying attention, you'll miss it. And the oracle was the Holy Spirit. Boy, some of y'all are like,
0: no, yes.
12: As I thought about the movie The Matrix and how they told him that there's two worlds. And some of us don't even understand the natural and the spiritual. See, see, the Bible says we don't fight a natural battle. We fight a spiritual battle. So what he was trying to show him was the spiritual things that you need to deal with. I know some of y'all are like, man, I didn't know that. Go back and watch again. He'll bless your life. Today, today, we're going to teach from Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. Look at your neighbor and say, which pill did you take? I just want to know who I'm with. <laughs> just, 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 just let me know who's sitting next to me today. <laughs> Praise God! <laughs> did you take the red or the blue? Come on, did you take the red or the blue? The God be the pastor. The blue look like Advil. It look like I'm gonna take my pain away.
8: <laughs>
12: Hallelujah. Acts nine. Acts nine starts off like this. Now Saul. Now just to be clear, Saul eventually becomes Paul. Uh, after his transformation, it becomes Paul. Now it says, now Saul, still breathing threats. Everyone say, still. That means at the time that he makes, meets Jesus, he was in full throttle in reference to going after Christians. So here's a revelation to you, brothers and sisters. I don't care how jacked up, how broke down, how lost you think you are. God can step in at any time. Not God is not through with you yet. He's not through with your jacked up brother, your loose sister, your jacked down uncle. Guess what? God can use anybody at any time. Praise the Lord. He says, this still breathing threats and murder and murder against the disciples of the Lord and relentless in his speech for believers went to the high priest and he asked for letters of authority for him to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found any men or women there belonging to the way, when it speaks of the way, it means the way of Christ. Remember to say, He's the truth, the way, and okay, praise God. The way believers, followers of Jesus, the Messiah, men and women like, he would arrest them and bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. Look at your neighbor say, God's not done with me yet. Come on, say, God can still use you. I know you got some issues, but he can still use you too. Praise the Lord. The next slide, he says this, praise God, where am I at? And he traveled and he approached Damascus and everyone say, suddenly, God, don't take long. And suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? Listen, family, anyone that comes against Christ and those believers are coming against him. So when a person come against you for what you believe, they're not just coming against you, they're coming against Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. He says this, and Saul says, who are you, Lord? He says, Lord, because see, I'm not sure who you are, but I know you're a deity. I know you're a God because anybody that can uh, shine light on me on this level has to be somebody that's not of this earth. And he answered, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and I will be, and you will be told what to do. Now, key point here. Uh, I can't say that God audibly speaks to me on a regular basis. If you do, God bless you. Amen. But I've only had one time where God audibly spoke to me. Uh, We were in Orlando, uh, We had a two-bedroom apartment at the time. We were not doing well uh, financially. My wife was a substitute. She was a teacher, graphic design teacher at Oak Ridge in uh, Orlando. And uh, I was on workers' comp. And, I mean, I couldn't work. And then she she worked at Ann Taylor because that's where she got her clothes. And then uh, she worked in an apartment complex on the weekend as uh, the person helps get apartments. So she's doing three jobs. Praise God. I'd actually turned an American into Jamaican. Praise God. <laughs> she ain't here, so I can talk about it right now. I say, man. I did the full transformation. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so she had three jobs. <laughs> That's terrible. Pray for me. Um, so, anyway, you awake, though, huh? You awake. Uh, so we were going through this season, and I'm asking God, I said, Lord, I, I need. Uh, I need to figure out what to do with my life. And I said, I'm going to commit myself to pray every day. I'm going to commit to it. Anybody made that commitment? Lord Jesus, how long you last? <sighs> anyway, maybe about 10 days in, I overslept, and I didn't do what I, I said I was going to do. And I went to the bathroom, and, uh, you know, just go to the regular bathroom. I'm about to brush my teeth. And I, I get into the bathroom, and I hear a voice say, where were you? And I was kind of, you know, if you've heard a voice that don't make sense, you kind of try to look around, you know. Okay, Shawn is at work. I know him by myself. And it hit me, because anytime God speaks, you can find it in the Bible. I heard him say to Adam, Adam, where are you? And it hit me, I had made a commitment to God and I'm not honoring what I said. The reason why I think that's critical, sometimes even in this day, people ask me why I pray like I pray. If God came and talked to you about what you said you committed to. Now, I never knew about prayer line. I never knew about Facebook. I just knew what he told me to do for Jomo. And in the process of me doing that for Jomo, now I'm doing it for everyone else. Because what happens before God uncovers you, he has you practice in the dark. When no one sees you, he has you preparing. Because what he has, he, he puts you in a cocoon of preparation. And all of a sudden you get uncovered. And people say, like, man, how do you pray like that? Well, see, I had to pray like that for a while by myself. So, In the process of me praying, praise God, that was the time I heard the voice. And that's why we're here today, because I heard the voice. The Bible says, he speaks to Saul, and he says, get up and go. Oftentimes, the biggest
10: struggle we have as believers. You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Chomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word.
12: Is we're trying to ask God why I should go? When he said, get up and... Listen, family. <laughs> Faith is... Total obedience without total understanding. Faith is total obedience without total understanding. Faith is total obedience without total understanding. If you're waiting for everything God says to you to make sense, you're going to miss God. Because by the time it makes sense, you're in full obedience mode. So I have to be mindful in this faith walk that I must understand and realize with God that it may not make sense, but I have to be obedient. In the military, what they do is they only give you one order at a time. It makes no sense giving you the next order if you're not where you're supposed to be right now. So family, faith is total obedience without total understanding. And oftentimes with faith, you have to be mindful That the only reason you know you're in faith is when you've been obedient to what God has said. Verse 7, the men who were traveling with him were terrified and stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. What I thought about this, brothers and sisters, with this, God had to recalibrate Saul. See, for all of Saul's life, Saul was dealing with what he saw and moving. So now, as God recalibrates him, he takes his vision away and he says, Now, I'm going to get you trained again to walk by faith and not by sight. So oftentimes, what God will do (laughs) when he's trying to reconstruct you is he has to break you down. Because, see, the way you've been doing it won't work. So what God will do, he will break you down. Pastor, what do you mean? See, if you have a house and the house has a cracked door, window, wall, or roof, we can fix it. But if the foundation's cracked, the building's condemned. So what happens, if if you're not on the right foundation, God will start all over again. Because, see, he says, I can't build on what you're standing on. So what happens in life, we get frustrated when God breaks us down, when God has to break a relationship, when God has to break up a job, When God, has to, but God says, I can't build on a cracked foundation. See, what happens is, in this faith walk, sometimes God says, you feel like God is taking stuff away, but what God is saying is, I can't build on that. So it makes no sense me putting more energy in it, because, see, your foundation is cracked. And when your foundation's cracked, you jack. So some of us get so frustrated with God because he took him or her away. You're mad at God because the job didn't work out. You're mad at God because that didn't work out the way I planned. Well, guess what? God says, I can't build on that. And if you study building structures, uh, you can only go as high as you go deep. So if God wants you to go high in him, you're going to have to get deep with him. And often, even in this building, uh, we, we had to wait a little bit longer uh, to put the the, uh, the steel beams up because they said the, the flooring didn't have the right PSI. It didn't have the right uh, density to support the weight of the building. Could it be that God hasn't promoted you yet because you don't have the proper density? You're waiting for the next level and God says you can't handle the next level. Uh, there's a thing called, uh, at at the Himalayas, there's a thing called altitude sickness. (laughs) If you go too high too quick and you don't condition yourself for the altitude, you die. Be careful about trying to go up too fast. You may not be ready for it. There's a different atmosphere higher. The higher you go, the atmosphere changes. And you got to condition yourself for the change before you get to that next level. So oftentimes, when God is promoting you, before he promotes you, he strips you. And you feel like you lost it, but not you didn't lose it. God says, I can't take you into a new season with old stuff. So what happens, he'll strip away relationships, strip away people, strip away jobs. Because what God is saying, I have a new thing. So with that, I have to take away your security blanket. The the thing that you held on to that made you feel like you were secure. And God says, no, no, no. Saul, I'm going to take away your eyes. And you're going to be blind for a season. Because, see, I got to recalibrate your brain. Because, see, you've been walking by sight i got to teach you how to walk by faith. So now he's blind, and as as the people said, they led him by hand. Okay, go forward, go forward, go right, go right, go right. What they're doing, they're really trying to train his ears so that when he gets sight, he won't focus on what he sees. He'll focus on what God said. See, what happens in life, you get so comfortable focusing on the bills you can't pay, but my God said he'll supply. You'll focus on the sickness in your body, but guys, by his stripes, I am his. So you got to be careful. So God says, look, I'm going to take your eyes away. Because see, what you're looking at is distracting you. What you're looking at is frustrating you. Listen, listen, listen. What God has for you with vision, it will never add up to the budget you're looking at. What God has called you to in a vision will never match your natural budget. So if you're waiting for your natural budget, To match the vision he gave you in your head. It will never be equal. But if you can step out by faith. God has a way. See, just bring your 10% to God. He'll put 90 on it. Bring your 50. He'll put 50 on it. I got five. No, no, stop, 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 stop. Some of y'all not on the way saved yet. Praise the Lord. Hearing the voice, but seeing no one. So Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. Why God says, I got to take away your natural eyes to develop your spiritual eyes. Eyes open, but he can't see anything. And what, I, what frustrates me about Christians, we have Christians with good eyes can't see nothing. Anybody talk to somebody, they can't see nothing. It's, it's, it's sunny outside. Well, I bet it's going to rain soon. Lord Jesus, can't see nothing. Every, everything got to be bad. They can't see nothing. Saul so got up from the gown, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him. They led him by hand. They what? And guess what? The steps of a good man are ordered, and he had to follow steps. So guess what? He had to submit himself from being the leader and had to submit himself to being the follower. Could that be why you have not been where you need to be? Because, see, you got to lead everything. You can't follow nobody. So God says, guess what? I'm going to take away your eyes so you don't know where you're going, and you have to sit back and listen to somebody. You have to submit. Because, see, you need help now. <laughs> but though his eyes were open he could not see so he so they led him to by hand and brought him to Damascus and he was unable to see for three days three days is significant for three days is subject to Christ and three days of Jonah three days is significant of a transformation now in Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias and the Lord said praise God hallelujah thank you Jesus to him in a what in a what? Okay, so God speaks through what? Okay, praise God. And Ananias, and he answered, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. How many times has God spoke to you in a vision and you couldn't figure it out? It was him. Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, get up and go. He didn't say, can you please go? God don't have to ask you for permission. You didn't say it nice. Get over yourself. And the Lord said to him, get up and go to Straight Street. Now, if you need to be deeper than that, look what he says. You've been on Crooked Street too long. Go to Straight Street. Go to Straight Street. He's called Straight. And ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarshish named Saul. For he is, ooh, Jesus. So, mm, Paul, blind as a bat. Okay? That's what the word said, blind. So now he can't see. But though he can't see, he could pray. But prior to this, you never heard of a man named Saul pray. It's something about when you get can't see nothing, you start praying. How about that? All of a sudden, you can't see, you start praying. I don't know Jesus, but you know what? I'm going to start praying. So now the Bible says he's praying. In the midst of it, as he's praying, the Bible says, God speaks to Ananias and say, there's a man praying right now. Pastor, what's the revelation? Last week we talked about Jacob and Jacob's ladder as he saw angels ascending and descending, meaning as he started praying, God had started moving. So in the midst of him praying, the Bible says, there's a man praying to me right now. This, this, the supporting scripture here is Isaiah 65, 24. Look at the supporting scripture right here. Look what it says. I, let's church. Y'all ready to read? Let's read together. I will answer them before they even call to me. And while they're still talking about their needs, I will go ahead. Now, if you didn't pray before, this might be an indicator that you might need to pray. So the Bible says, as I'm praying to God and communicating to God, he's in the midst of moving on my behalf. Some of you need to wake your angels up. Some of your angels have been sleeping for too long. Look at them and say, wake up! Because see, if you're not praying, your angels aren't working. I need my angels working all the time, 24-7. To God be the glory. So the Bible says here, hallelujah. As he is praying, God is sending Ananias to go get him. Okay, back in Acts. And in the vision, he's seen a man. Now look, this is good. So... And Ananias gets a vision that Paul is praying. And then Paul gets a vision that Ananias is coming. Pastor, what are you trying to teach me? If If you're a note taker, God gives the revelation in the vision. God gives you the revelation in the vision. In the meeting is manifestation.
0: He was a nobody from nowhere who became a somebody who went everywhere. See the fascinating story of his journey with a copy of the Elijah map with notes by Dr. Robert Jeffress free from pathway to victory and learn how to choose and build an extraordinary
1: life that impacts your world for God. You will be inspired. Get your free copy of the Elijah map at letstalkfaith.com keyword map. That's letstalkfaith.com keyword map. Sunday mornings at 9, join Rabbi Stephen Weiler for Heart of Messiah.
4: And that's Luke 21, 24. We go there that when Jerusalem is
0: back in the hands of Jewish people, the blinders will start coming off. That's when the time of the Gentile is being fulfilled.
1: Heart of Messiah, Sunday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Saturday mornings at 10.30. Join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward.
6: That was their answer. Evolution. (laughs) Evolution. It just evolved that way. And that's kind of the all-purpose explanation when you don't know something. Oh, evolution explains it. It's it's kind of a, a, a... placeholder for ignorance
1: the universe next door with dr tom woodward saturday mornings at 10 30 on faith talk 570 910 and fm 102.1 online at let's talk Faith.com. dr robert jeffress
0: from pathway to victory has a free gift for you the elijah map
6: we're using the prophet's life to uncover seven secrets for living a successful and significant life
0: See the fascinating story of the prophet's journey with insights into his impact upon God's people and learn how to impact your world
1: for God. Get your free copy of the Elijah Map at letstalkfaith.com, keyword map. That's Let's keyword map.
3: Your favorite Tampa Bay sports talk show, the pick and roll show with the mayor, the sports socialist and Pillsbury is on the move. Yes, we're still broadcasting on Faith Talk, but we will be changing our airtime to seven to eight a.m. on Saturday morning. Still the same great show, just at a fresh new
1: time. That's right. Wake up with us on Saturday mornings as we continue to bring you a faith based sports show safe for the entire family. Saturday mornings at seven on Faith Talk 570. Thank you. 910 and FM 102.1. Who do you work for? Weekday afternoons at 3. Join Jim and Martha Brangenberg for I Work For Him.
3: Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for Him? I am. In fact, I work for Him. I work for Jesus Christ.
1: I work for Him. Weekdays at 3 p.m. On Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 970. 10 and FM 102.1. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's Talk A service of the Salem Media Group.
11: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. As Hurricane Florence begins to batter North Carolina, the state's governor has asked President Trump for another federal disaster declaration beyond what the president declared earlier this week. Governor Roy Cooper requested the added disaster declaration Thursday because he anticipates what his office calls historic major damage across the state from the hurricane. Senator Dianne Feinstein says she has notified federal investigators about alleged information she received concerning Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. She says the person, quote, strongly requested confidentiality, declined to come forward or press the matter further, and I have honored that decision. Feinstein, who's on the Senate Judiciary Committee, which just finished confirmation hearings for Kavanaugh, says she's referred the matter to federal investigative authorities. On Wall Street, the up by 147 points. More on these stories at srnnews.com. I'm Bill Carl. You're
2: listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1. As this afternoon, we highlight ministries and ministry partners making an impact for the kingdom of God. Coming up next, we're going to learn more about the tremendous work being done by Save the Children.
8: In our area, there is a, a drought. We have a really shortage of water. We can prevent all that suffering, but the time is critical. Every day I walk five to eight hours to fetch water.
9: Welcome to the Save the Children radio special. In the next few minutes, we'll spend together. We're going to open your eyes to see something most of the world doesn't even know is happening. We'll make your world bigger and smaller All at the same time.
13: That might seem a little confusing, but it's really about taking you to a place very far away to meet people who really aren't very different from you and me. They work hard. They love their children. And what they really want is to be able to provide for them, care for them, and keep them well and happy. The difference between them and us, right now, their children's lives are at risk.
9: We'll take you to Africa to a place that really bears very little resemblance to America. Everything I found there is certainly very different from my day-to-day experience here. And we'll introduce you to some people who, in the face of very difficult circumstances, are doing remarkable things.
13: And we'll tell you how you can be a part of amazing work that is going on in poor areas around the world every day. We'll take you inside what Save the Children is doing And you'll want to join us.
9: Once you know these people, once you hear their stories, it'll be impossible for you to forget. I'm Scott Wilder.
13: And I'm Lauren Lintner. We're about to tell you stories of amazing courage and great opportunity. While some of what you hear will sound desperate, it's all really just an incredible chance for you to make a difference. There is a solution. It's what Save the Children is doing. There's a way for you to help. And it's so easy.
9: Around the world, children are dying from treatable and preventable causes, like malnutrition and lack of basic clean water. It can seem overwhelming, Facing these challenges head-on is what Save the Children does so well, and it's a great pleasure to share with you how you can make a difference today to give them a future
13: and a hope. For many, if not all of us, Save the Children is a name we've known all of our lives. That's because we've been investing in the lives of children since 1919. In the earliest days, that meant caring for children in war-ravaged Central Europe.
9: Soon, Save the Children was providing clothing, school supplies, and hot lunches to children in need in the United States and teaching families to plant vegetable gardens, giving them a means not only to feed themselves, but to earn an income vital to their survival in the future.
13: Today, the reach of Save the Children has expanded into 120 countries all over the world, where every day we're doing exactly what our name says we do, saving children's lives.
9: And when children are in crisis... Save the Children is working to meet children's unique health, education, and protection needs. While no one knows when the next earthquake, flood, or tsunami will strike, we do know children are severely affected by natural disasters.
13: That's why Save the Children is prepared to help protect vulnerable boys and girls during crises, disasters, and their aftermath.
9: If you're a parent, think of what you want to give your own children. You wouldn't dream of giving them any less than the healthiest start you can imagine. You save for the best education you can provide, and you know that you'd give your own life to protect your child in a crisis.
13: Save the Children believes that every child is entitled to a healthy start, the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm, the best chance now for a bright future, and you can help provide that.
9: Even now, at the beginning of our time together, as we talk about the needs in places like Ethiopia and East Africa, you might be prompted to want to do something. And we don't want to waste any time in telling you that every little bit you do makes a world of difference to the people we'll be telling you about.
13: While there's so much more that Save the Children does than we can tell you about during our few minutes together, we're going to introduce you to a vital, life-saving opportunity for you to make a difference. More on that in a few minutes.
9: But in the meantime, you don't need to wait another second to be the difference between life and death for a child.
13: Because today, every dollar you give to save the children will immediately go to work and can provide life-saving nutrition for children who are suffering and struggling just to survive.
9: We have so much more to share with you, so I'm going to ask you to take this number down, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can give online at savechildrentoday.org. Because when you change the life of a child, you change the world.
13: Stay with us. We want you to hear some examples of the life-changing work of Save the Children all over the world and how you can make a difference for life.
9: For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. 888 884 That's eight 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 four four eight three six, Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org That's SaveChildrenToday.org This is the worst drought
2: in This is the worst drought in Ethiopia. Uh, in 50 years, uh, according to the rainfall. And what's happened is that we've seen rainfall in different parts of the country all failing, one on top of the other. And so that's the bad news. Uh, The good news is that unlike 1984 when there was a big famine, now we have all the systems in place and the government leadership uh, to make sure that this drought does not lead to human suffering, especially to child suffering. Um, and to minimize that and it would be just uh, terrible to think that we still have to wait until the children are suffering before we help them out and we can prevent all that suffering especially if we get the resources in the next few months but
9: the time is critical When the worst drought in 50 years hits Ethiopia, you can imagine the impact is devastating. It affects children, families, livestock, and crops.
13: And when we hear about a drought, it's common to think first, or maybe only, about water, the lack of water.
9: And that makes sense, of course, because it's the very definition of a drought.
13: But it's actually so much more than that. When there's a lack of rainfall, the impact has a multiplying effect.
9: In addition to a lack of water for drinking, a drought means there is no water for crops or for livestock. Think about what that means. With their crops as a source of food and a source of income through sales at the market, the ability to feed and care for a family is greatly impacted when they fail.
13: Likewise for livestock. When a family has no water for their livestock or crops to feed the livestock, the animals can't grow like they should. Their value is greatly diminished and will likely not yield them very much at market at all, assuming others in similar circumstances can even afford to purchase anything. What a desperate situation to be in. Let us tell you about Wiris.
9: When Wiris noticed that her young son, Dahir, had become weak and was having difficulty breathing, She took him to Save the Children's Stabilization Center at Barama Hospital in Somaliland. She knew why he was sick.
13: Last year, Weris' husband, a metal worker, was making enough money to feed and care for his family. They ate three meals a day, meals that were rich in protein, with milk and the things young children need to thrive. But as crops failed and food prices increased beyond their ability to pay, three meals a day became just one. And because Weiris herself was not eating well, she was unable to breastfeed Dahir as she had before.
9: She couldn't even supplement with cow's milk because the drought has taken its toll on the livestock. But when Dahir got too weak to eat the little his mother was able to offer, all of her concern turned to getting him the treatment he needed.
13: Dahir's mother and father fear starvation. They're afraid their young son will starve to death. Wera says, I'm feeling demoralized because we have no money to buy food. Can you even imagine that? She's afraid her child will die and there's nothing she can do. She can't provide the most basic of necessities for her child.
9: For those of us who have children, we may have thought from time to time that we've let them down or or haven't been what we needed to be for them. But to know their life is hanging in the balance and there's nothing you can do, that's something most of us will never have to face. What must that feel like?
13: You can make a difference with Save the Children to address this crisis and many others like it around the world.
9: So you can see while a drought might begin with a lack of water, the real impact quickly becomes a nutrition issue for what many would consider the least of these, or those who are most in need of our care and protection.
13: That's always how it is, isn't it? Children are always the first to suffer, and so often they suffer in ways that we as adults can't even imagine.
9: Today, we're going to do something about that together with your gift, You can help mothers like Weiris and others like her around the world whose children are suffering from preventable diseases.
13: Call right now, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can give online at SaveChildrenToday.org.
9: Coming up, we'll tell you about a baby boy who was dying. His life was saved at a Save the Children health post by what his grandmother called a miracle.
5: I met a mom yesterday who had three-month-old twins, and she ran a little restaurant in her home. And she said because the rains had failed, and because none of the farmers had enough grain to sell, and their incomes were way down, she had
8: no one coming to her little restaurant to, to buy food. And She said her two, three-month-old twins, she was having trouble feeding the twins because she didn't have enough to eat. And she couldn't produce enough milk to feed feed these babies. So you
5: see the impact is no matter which family you sat down and talked with, um, you see the impact from, from the lack of rain.
9: That's Carolyn Miles, CEO of Save the Children U.S., just after returning from drought-affected areas of Ethiopia. As you've already heard, a drought is so much more than just a water issue. It affects people in so many ways, including their ability to earn money for food.
13: Before we continue, one important definition, plumpy nut. It's kind of a funny name, but person after person we talked to actually called it something else. They call it a miracle.
9: So what is plumpy nut? It's a peanut-based paste. Technically, it's known as a ready-to-use therapeutic food. But don't get bogged down in the description. The best description is the one that is used by the mothers whose children it's saved. To them, it's a miracle.
13: One more thing about Plumpy Nut. It's about the consistency of Nutella. In fact, interestingly, it was Nutella that was the inspiration for this life-saving food.
9: But the most important thing about Plumpy Nut is that your gift of $60 today can provide the supply of Plumpy Nut and medicines necessary for a child suffering from severe acute malnutrition. Call 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can also give online at SaveChildrenToday.org
13: save the children, make sure that at health posts and clinics around the world, children suffering from severe acute malnutrition are receiving this life-saving nutrition.
9: Just listen to the story of this woman
8: and her grandson. I am 55 years old. I am the grandmother of a one-year-old child who is now recovering from an acute malnutrition. And I brought him to a nearby health post. After they saw him, they told me that he is severely malnutritioned. And the health extension workers gave him some uh, plumpy nuts and medicines. Now uh, he is recovering fast. Thanks for the children for providing my grandson the plumpy nuts that saved his life. It is a miracle. I am thankful very much.
9: It's a transformation like you've never seen. From a lifeless child on the verge of death to a child who is gaining weight and able to eat. A healthy child, happy, the way every child should be. Just $60 can provide the plumpy nut and medicines necessary to make this transformation possible. Call right now, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at savechildrentoday.org.
13: Stay with us. This is the Save the Children radio special.
9: For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836 888-884-4836 That's 888-884-4836 Or give online at org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org Anyone who's ever been out of work Any father who's struggled to feed his family, any mother who's ever wondered where she'd find the money to pay the bills, knows what a helpless feeling this
6: is.
13: It's one thing to wonder where your own next meal will come from. It's another thing entirely to wonder how you'll care for your children. How will you feed them?
9: You may never have had to consider this, but in poor areas around the world, parents just like you and me are looking for a miracle. Plumpy Nut Is what's been called a miracle in a foil packet
8: we're using this plumpy nut in places like ethiopia where you do have these severely malnourished kids and it really is
5: amazing what happens for these children i have visited many of these centers and a child that you know one day looks like really they are about to to die within a couple days is a completely different kid and um so that's one of the programs that we're doing in ethiopia
9: carolyn miles on saving lives in places like Ethiopia and East Africa, places where families are facing a looming famine we've not seen in a generation.
13: What we're talking about today is really something quite simple. There are children who are severely malnourished, and we have a chance to bring them back from the brink of death.
9: It's true that no single one of us can fix the entire problem, but what is also true is that each of us can fix it for just one person or two or three.
13: And while that doesn't change everything in the world, it does change the whole world for the people and families we touch.
9: Most of us will live our entire lives without having the kinds of concerns that we're talking about today. Most of us will never experience a record-breaking drought that takes away so much more than water. We'll never know the pain of watching a child slowly succumb to hunger.
13: And we'll never live without the many safety nets we have here. Family, friends, our faith community, and government programs that make it likely help is within reach.
9: While the people we were with in Africa have very few safety nets, they do have us. We can be that safety net for families that are desperate to save their children. We can do that, but time is critical.
14: Here at our Save the Children Clinic at the Aggie Hospital... We're treating children who are malnourished due to a devastating food crisis. Young babies have been hit especially hard. Mothers walk long distances to bring their malnourished girls and boys to our hospital. Some little ones are on the verge of death. 19-month-old Rabiu was one of those children. When he arrived, his body was so frail he couldn't swallow milk. He had severe diarrhea from dirty water. Clearly, this child was in danger Weighing little more than a newborn, thankfully, after several medical treatments and therapeutic feeding, Rabiu's weight increased dramatically. His eyes brightened and his smile returned. The caring doctors and nurses helped save his life. Now he's back in his village and on the road to recovery, where he'll continue to receive life-saving nourishment through our outpatient feeding program. A shudder to think what would have happened had we not been there for Rabiu.
9: Penny Crump with Save the Children. Today, you can be the safety net where the need is so great, and you can do that without having to travel to desperate or dangerous places, not really ask to sacrifice at all, just participate.
13: Won't you join us today? Your $60 gift to save the children can provide the life-saving nourishment you just heard Penny talk about for a child just like Rabiu. Families are hoping and praying that you'll hear their cry and share.
9: When you call, you can alleviate suffering for even one child, but you also give hope to an entire family.
13: Call right now, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can give online at SaveChildrenToday.org.
9: For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org.
8: you see the impact is no matter which family
5: you sat down and talked with um, you see the impact from from the lack of rain
8: I am the grand mother of a one year old child he is severely malnutritioned we can prevent all that suffering but the time is critical I want to show others how people can change with a little support
9: When you see what is happening right now around the world, when you see how children and families are suffering, don't be discouraged. Know that you can make a difference. For almost 100 years, in poor areas around the world, Save the Children has been changing lives, child by child, family by family.
13: Today a child is waiting. It really all comes down to one child at a time. Won't you help just one child today?
9: As fascinating as it is to hear about how some people live halfway around the world, wouldn't it be a shame if that's where our interest died? We can't let that happen. The opportunity is too great. We can do something about this.
13: This is just why we're here. This is exactly what Save the Children does. But it's only possible with the help of friends like you.
9: Don't wait another minute to join us in changing lives of children not only in Ethiopia and East Africa, but also through all of our programs around the world.
13: From our groundbreaking work in child survival and early education to our promise to be there for children and their families...